It has been way too long since our last episode. Brian, how are you feeling, man? Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm back on the uh, the drinking during the podcast train. So good. You yeah, had a few weeks a there where you allowed your liver to recover, but now you're back. You're back to full health, and you're yeah. gonna jump back on the train. Oh yeah, I gotta jump back on. It enhances the nice. show. <laughs> well, I'm jump. I'm still on that train, man. I got the the beer in my hand, ready to go. But before we do that, I am extremely excited to get our guests going here. I don't even want to delay any further. We got Kyle from Walking Ninety. We got Rob from Talking Flock. Man, this is going to be an awesome episode. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Great to be here. Yeah, no. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. appreciate being on. So, yeah, and all of our listeners know I'm now, a closet Madison fan. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. His uh, Madison jersey is under the the Union Omaha jersey, just so everybody yeah. knows uh-huh. out there. Yep, it is. <laughs> it's closer to his heart. Well, I was gonna say now that Omaha is part of the Hummel family, they you're, you're able to disguise the chevrons now. We can kind of have <laughs> yeah. the pink blend in with the yep. vault. Yep, you'll <laughs> never know. Nobody will ever know. <laughs> Brian, I don't know if you know this. So I'm in a group chat with Kyle where we chat during the uh uh the World Cup matches. And nice. so Brian, you were really good about predicting some stuff last season, you know, especially toward the end of the season. Kyle yeah, over here, sure. this guy can see the future. Really? There were several times in the chat where he would say, you know, I think they're going to do this. And I would say, well, yeah, I mean, that's a good idea, but maybe should, they should do this. 30 seconds later, they do exactly what Kyle said. <laughs> if only my predictions on how the world and he's being humble over gone. It was it was effective during the like group stage, and then once it got to the knockouts, I think it started uh, wearing off. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you predict though, like Morocco wins on penalties on Twitter? Mm, was it Croatia? What? No, I probably I think Croatia. I think I, the Croatia match against uh, Brazil. I had predicted that one. Once they scored that equalizer, like yes. yeah, they're gonna win yep. on penalties. Yep. Mm. Solid. And Rob, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of following you on Twitter because you are like the king debater out there. You have <laughs> like so much knowledge and intelligence like right there in your head. When you get to debating people, like you just flood them with logic and reasoning and they cannot keep up with you. I love watching it. Doesn't, it doesn't always work. And and <laughs> and I get texts from, uh, from mostly my wife saying like, stop playing on Twitter. You're not going to change anybody's <laughs> mind. <laughs> but it's for, the, it's for everyone else. It's for everyone observing to learn. I'll scroll through the, the timeline and get to like a thread and I'll just see your comment. There. I'm like, oh shit, that's a really good uh, <laughs> comment. Like mic drop. He's done. He's out. <laughs> On almost any so are you guys? There you go. Are you guys drinking tonight? Yes, I have yeah. the classic, the always good bush light. Nice. I uh, I, I grabbed myself a spotted cow just so people would know that spotted cow is not just like an exotic, weird touristy <laughs> thing. This is actually this is it's in a can because that's how it comes at Costco. Like this is what we get at Costco in Madison. But I thought that was a bit too on the nose, so I made myself a brandy old fashioned, which then I realized is also pretty on the nose for. <laughs> oh, that's pretty Wisconsin, Wisconsin as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. I uh, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I do. Um, we had a ugly sweater party this weekend, and my uncle nice. left some Modellos. So nice. 
Uh, I'm going to drink some Modelo. And then I got some Bush Lights, of course. Staying on brand. Cool. Friend of the pod, Allison, was up in Oregon recently. She's actually coming back, back from Oregon again today. But while she was up there last time, she bought me a stout from Gigantic Brewing Company. This is the Tierra Ooh. del Stout. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. Very nice. That looks great. Really cool daily. Yeah. Cool I'm saved the portable brew. All right, then. <clears throat> so uh, speaking of old-fashioned, Rob, uh, before the jersey announcement for Union Omaha last Thursday, Brian and I met uh, some friends at a bar before we went over to the announcement. And I went up to the bar, ordered an old-fashioned, and when I turned around, I bumped into somebody. And when I turned my head to see who it was that I bumped into, it was Jay Mims. And oh, nice. the very first <laughs> words that came out of my mouth were, oh, shit, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Not, hey, how's it going? It was, oh, shit. <laughs> it's what every coach wants to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he got a good really laugh cool, out of that. He ended up buying a, uh, a drink from the bar. So that was a fun time. Nice. Yeah, there was there was not a small group. There's probably about eight or nine of us in there at the time. So, yeah, pretty nice, including your brother and his girlfriend. Yeah, yep. My brother Colin and his girlfriend Libby were there. Um, Colin's the other guy that I go to games with. He's been a season ticket holder. We have been since day one. So, try to make it to all the events and everything too. So, well, guys, cheers! Thanks for joining the show. Cheers. 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 All right, well, let's jump right in. This is going to be the start of the, the 2023 season since we had that exciting League One Day One um, mm -hmm. action going on. But before we get into all the roster news, uh, I suppose we should inform uh, our listeners of the, the format for next season because we're going to have a club no longer in the, in the league, but then we're going to have two joining. So mm -hmm. we're still going to have 12 clubs in the, the league next season. And we're going to have 32 matches for each club. Yep. But they're doing a bit of a different format this year where instead of playing each club three times, they have each club is going to face uh, 10 others three times, but then one club twice. So that'll get you to that 32 match um, total at the end of the season. So how that all shakes out, I don't know. It's going to be similar to the, the two homes, one away, two away is one home sequence we had this season. But mm -hmm. yeah, Something. Uh, so Tucson is out this season. And then we have Lexington joining as well as Knoxville. So those are, that'll bring the, uh, the tally up to 12 clubs for next season. Yeah. And uh, there's all kinds of excitement all over the league. Yeah. And, and it's uh, almost, oh, go ahead, Rob. No, I was saying, and the playoff is the same. It's the top six. <clears throat> and the top yeah, top six, yep. Yep. And we all yep. know Madison and Omaha are probably going to play on a Wednesday night, as uh, as is tradition. Yes. Unfortunately. What if we could do a Wednesday yeah. night game in, like, Sioux City or, like, in Iowa or something, and just, like, halfway between so we could all go. We all, we all only drive three hours. <laughs> I, I'm down for that. I think last time I drove on short to... notice. Yeah. I think last time I drove to Madison, I went to Des Moines and then up to Madison. I don't know yeah. how you guys come over to Omaha. What sequence do you guys use? I think that's a new, like through Dubuque and then straight over until you hit the river. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yep. Exactly. But I've only done that drive once. I was almost going to do it this weekend. The... 
you guys are hosting the Wisconsin or the the NCAA volleyball finals. Yeah, oh, so close. Sure. And Wisconsin oh, was within a point of yeah. making it to that. So I was thinking about so maybe making the drive down this weekend, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Feel your pain on that one. Yeah. 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 They were one of those those schools that Nebraska just could not beat this season. No. And mm. even last season. I mean, Wisconsin has had Nebraska's number for two years, yeah. three years now. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's always so. been close. It's not like it's been like a blowout either t- any right. time. It's always been a relatively close yeah. matchup between the two. It's probably going to stay like that. Just and that's, I feel yeah. like that's with every Big Ten school. It's all so close between Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State. Mm-hmm. It just kind of feels like those four are always going to be up there in terms of the title. Yeah, volleyball schools. Yeah, very much volleyball schools. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so yeah. what what did you guys think of the league one day one like sort of the signing day feel last week tuesday whenever it was did you like that better than the way we've done in the past where they just sort of trickle yes. out announcements i liked that mm-hmm. yeah i i really liked it yeah i mean anytime you get news coming from all the teams at the same time and it'd be the same like with games so uh, I've been a big proponent of having an actual true decision day where everybody plays at the same time. Yeah. Start time is univer- you know, universal across the league. So doing that all, it just makes for a really great day for fans, especially on, you know, content droughts such as the off season is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I feel like it was nice just to have the teams do it their own way too. Obviously some teams just put out, right just a link some teams put out tweets i think it was just nice like everyone was able to kind of do it however they saw fit but they were still able to kind of say here's our announcement and get people interested and get people to pay attention yeah 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 i think there were clubs like uh charlotte who just unceremoniously just all right here's our signees just just look at it don't care (laughs) and then there were other clubs who were like yeah we're rocking this day we got all these signees we're doing all this social media stuff yeah mm-hmm. and then you have people that weren't even present for the whole thing greenville <laughs> yeah, that one was weird just, that was just, they're just too cool they're just too cool for us you guys yeah yeah <laughs> well we got quite a bit of news out of each club tonight which one do you guys want to discuss i honestly i kind of want to start with chattanooga just because Chattanooga, not only cool. that's a good one though I, I feel like they had they were the team that got hurt the most from yeah. the league one day one and also just yes. this whole offseason with how many players they've lost yeah and then today they announced their yeah. new head coach which was a which was a pretty decent hire for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I but, think so yeah I agree yeah, I, I mean, when you lose your starting center back uh, pairing, yeah, that's to other tough. League One teams, that yeah. hurts. That's that yeah, that hurts a lot. Yeah, they did keep their goalie, but when you don't have your veteran center backs coming back, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, he work to do. Yeah, he's gonna be facing a lot more shots on goal this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it should be clear that is Daniel Navarro. They do still have uh, North Carolina, right? Daniel Navarro, yes. North Carolina, and Timmy Mail to Madison. Yeah. Correct. Yep. 
Do we know where yep. Jimmy Villalobos went? He he announced that he's leaving, but did he say where he's going? He has not. Uh, I think he's going to try to go to championship. Which makes Which sense. Which makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, good that they kept Lombardi. Like, they kept some deep... Like, they kept Espinosa. They kept Lombardi, which were good to have. But when you're losing Galindres, when you're losing uh, Ortiz, when you're losing Phil Lobos, you lost your center back. Like, it's... And now you got a head coach starting late. They're having to play catch-up. So... Mm -hmm. And that was something that Matt Glazer had said. You know, he did... Like, him starting as late as he did definitely had him playing catch-up compared to everyone else. And when you're the only team that got a new... That got a new coach, that's going to hurt as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so with their new head coach, I don't know a whole lot about his style or anything. I saw his resume, and, I mean, he's done some impressive things in the past. Yeah, Ziggy Koratowski, most recently with Albion San Diego, formerly San Diego in 1904, um, which is the Nisa Club, right, in San Diego. But 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 he was in he was coaching the top flight in Guatemala uh, for a long time. Seems like, yeah. like I said, I know nothing about him, about his style or anything. But like you say, his, his resume seems pretty solid. Yeah, I yeah. mean, especially but, coming from yeah, top just, flight anywhere to exactly right, anywhere. exactly. But but he's got some. I mean, you have to think he's got some. Not only coming in late trying to install a system or whatever he wants to try to do, but he's inheriting a club that is uh, seems to have been just sort of bogged down by off the field issues as well. Mm-hmm. Which you wonder if any if any of that had anything to do with the departure of some of these guys. But that's not that's a big assignment yeah. for 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 him. Yeah, all around. Especially in such a competitive league, like from what it was last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only imagine this year it's only going to be the same thing. So coming into a league that is this tight with all of those disadvantages, you really got to watch out and see you will. We're going to find out how good of a coach he is coming in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have no clue what his style is, but I, I feel like we'll probably get a good idea once they start announcing some player signings, whether they're returning or new players that come in, yeah. maybe it'll give, Oh, yeah. a good idea. I haven't had a chance to kind of look into like his style just because it got announced this morning. I haven't really yeah. Yeah. had a chance mm-hmm. to look it up. Yeah, it should be pretty interesting. Is it safe to assume that at this point in time that we're we're thinking they're gonna drop down on the standings? I mean, they did in the league if you if we're talking playoffs. Yeah. I mean that's that would be safe to assume. I would mean, they're it's just so many unknowns at this point. You have to go with they're gonna. There's you're gonna see some significant drawback um, from them until we kind of yeah. see if they can get some of these guys signed that are maybe some big name, maybe a splash hire or two before we're gonna know anything about them really. So they're one of those teams that's really hard to judge. Essentially, they're coming in almost as an expansion team with how much we we know at this point. So um, it, it it'll be tough to gauge them, but some of the guys they have coming back are kind of team guys that seem like they're going to keep the same intensity from last season. So maybe that'll be a factor in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I expect some kind of drop. I I don't think it's going to be a Tucson level drop where they lose Charlie Dennis and Shaq Adams and, you know, crater to the bottom of the table. But (laughs) I, I, I do think you lose. That's just a lot of talent that you're losing and how you replace that is going to be, probably the biggest question mark for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's way too early to be talking about who's going to finish where in the, the standings because we don't even have complete rosters yet. Nope. <laughs> well, like the, the, the 30th week of the season last year was too early to talk about who was making the playoffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who do you guys want to talk about next? Um, you know who I th- there's uh, whichever you want to take, but the, the three clubs that I that really caught my eye, not for this big splashing new signings, but for the core that they're bringing back, are <clears throat> North Carolina, Tormenta, and Omaha. Uh, take them whatever order we want, but like the especially Tormenta winning the thing and then bringing back that core of talent, like you got to think that they're going to be formidable. Well, let's jump right into Tormenta then. Yeah, they did lose some talent, Joshua Phelps. Got a pretty well-deserved transfer yep. to Melbourne in the second division, Australia. Um, and then Lars Eckenrud uh, retired. I think he was he was one of the original League One players with Tormenta, right? Him and Eric yep. Lander were talking about Eric Yeah, Lander, he was but, uh, one of their first signings. Yeah. Uh, after four years there, has, has retired from professional soccer. Um, but the core, you know, Hara, Demhard, Den- Den- uh, Dengler, Heckenberg, uh, Tobias Otiano, Gabriel Cabral, Ajay, Kingsford, Kazai Sterling, problem for everybody else, oh, <laughs> Arthur Basua. And we found out yeah. uh, today or yesterday, head coach Ian Cameron's coming back, despite rumors he was going elsewhere. Uh, Cameron's coming back for a multi-year contract yep. as the head coach. So, I mean, that's a that's a that's the team that won the title, right? Pretty much. So yeah. that's a that's that's quite a lineup. Yeah, I feel like their eyes are going to go in as one of the favorites or they're going to make a lot of money from transfers. <laughs> and that's one right. of those things where if they – I mean, they kept all those players, which is great, but that also gives Omaha the chance that if someone else wants to sign, at least they would get a transfer fee kind of similar to – because last year they had, I think, like two or three players that they're able to kind of sell on for a transfer. So if they're able to keep them, great. They're going to – probably be up there and if they if those players go on to somewhere bigger tremendous gonna have a lot of cash to start spending around as well mm-hmm. yep but keeping ian cameron is huge uh yeah because it felt like he was possibly gonna uh become the coach at el paso and that had been reported and rumored for like a month like as soon as the season ended yeah and he and his wife uh kelsey announced that they uh, gave birth to a little girl, May Jameson Cameron. So congratulations to them on that. That's that's great yeah. news. Yeah, congrats on that. That's awesome. Yeah. They're going to be an interesting and thing with so, Tormenta. Uh, I mean, it. you go in and they did have quite a bit of departures, but I wonder how big of a, a um, an impact their, their academy and their two club is going to have. Because I know that that was a big, it's going to be a big um, point of focus for them. Um, so I wonder if any of those guys are going to get called up to, to play on the first team with some so. of these departures as well. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll have like, two yeah, with as players. much as they try to keep things. Yeah. With as much as they try to keep things in the family, so to speak. Um, yeah, they're definitely going to promote plenty of players up to the, the first team and Jake Dingler. I mean, he was one of the, the best, uh, center backs. I mean, even defenders in, yeah. in the entire league. So I guess it's not only from experience, but for leadership. Um, so, I mean, he's he's going to be uh, huge for them this season. The 
only thing I was surprised about is Bill Hart uh, not coming back. That surprised me. Yeah. Has he announced where he's going or anything like that? Not I that I've seen. seen. But it's still one of those omissions that you're you're thinking, are they still negotiating? Is he looking elsewhere? But yeah, that's that, that was certainly one of those names that jumps out like, oh, where'd he go? Because he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't like put out anything on social media to say like, hey, it's been a good ride. Like, so maybe it could be, yeah, they're just working on a new contract or that maybe both sides are trying to see like, hey, I just want to see what's out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. I mean, he's only, he's 25. So, I mean, he could probably go play anywhere else at this point too. So good on him for for figuring it out. It's yeah. what these players got to do. They got to leverage it at least a little bit. Are you guys surprised about North well, Carolina? Well, you want to jump over to North Carolina? Yeah, I was just going to oh, say yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great minds <laughs> <laughs> hey, thinking alike here, Rich. Um, the the number, <laughs> the, for, for as, for as, Difficult a season as they had, I mean, to bring back this 15 players. Uh, yeah. and, they've, and they've already announced that they've added Daniel Navarro and Preston Pop. Um, mm-hmm. And, they're, they're, you know, I'm getting all of these from Twitter and stuff. So, like, there's, <laughs> folks will not, will forgive us if we miss anybody. But, yeah, yeah, 15 players out of a roster of, what, 25, 26? Like, mm-hmm. that's almost your whole roster. Like, that, that yeah. doesn't happen in the third division. No. But it's incredible. No, it doesn't. And, and they must uh, they must feel like they have something in these guys, despite the way they finished last year. I mean, we saw for like the first like third of the season, they were doing really, really well. And I think it was just one of those where a combination of injuries and the youth showing True. up with that inconsistency. True. So yep. I, I think it's kind of one of those yeah. just continue going with that youthful approach and then you can still keep a guy like Pekka and I guess even Max Flick even though you know Flick isn't that old but you can have some some of those guys still be over there more as the veterans and then just continue having this young squad develop are, are we are we surprised at all speaking of young are we surprised at all that Nicholas Holiday at now the the ripe old age of 16 is it hasn't been snatched up by some European Academy or, or by some MLS two club to develop. I wouldn't be surprised if he yeah, maybe a, like, give it a, a trial more years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard. I mean, especially with, with goalkeepers, you kind of want to see how he felt. They fills out into his body a little bit more. And then that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, exactly the kind of height and stuff that you're looking at with him. So that's probably, what I would assume is actually going on is they just want to wait another year or two, see how he fills out. And then somebody I'm sure will snatch him up eventually. It's just a matter of time at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they'll get a nice little payday from it. So it seems like what they're trying to do anyway. So makes sense. But I mean, they, we've yeah. also seen they've, they've brought in a few guys too um, with Navarro and Adams and everything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, yep. they're bringing in veterans and stuff too, to help out this team, which is, a huge point of emphasis. So, um, I mean, I, the plan is working, I guess. And when you see guys, um, especially, I think they still held on to Rincon and all that. So mm-hmm. he'll be playing with them next year and he's going to be, he's going to be a problem at only 16 years old, how well he played at the end of last season. Just crazy. There's going to be a lot of talent on that team. 
Yeah, he only played a few games last season. So if he gets more playing time and more experience, I mean, he's going to be dangerous out there on the field. Yeah, that's if he doesn't get picked up by somebody else. Yeah, which is yeah. very possible. I feel like he would be yeah. a, yeah, I feel like he would be a shoe in for uh, at least consideration for, for young player of the year for next season. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Him yeah. or Holiday. Mm-hmm. If Holiday plays enough minutes, yeah, yeah. especially if both of them go all thirty-two yeah. matches, I mean, definitely going to be up there on the short list for that award. Yep. But then again, yeah. when ninety percent of your team is under the age of eighteen, <laughs> you got <laughs> you got quite a few choices. So yeah, so you're sort of handicapping yourself as as the the best young player. Yeah, race. They just really want that award. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brian, who do you want to talk about next? Well, I guess out of the three, Union Omaha is the last one. Um, and it's yeah, all right. It, it's near and dear to my heart, obviously, but um, really good core coming yeah. back. Really good core, guys. Super shocked that Rashid knew who is still here. I don't know how the hell yep. they pulled that one <laughs> off, but he's still here. So. That's uh, I'm okay with it. Yep. Yeah, it, it's a really I good bet, core. Uh, yeah. If they and I'm kind of curious with Omaha if they can get a top level striker, whether that's Mesa taking that next step or bringing someone in. That I think is like the last piece that Omaha really needs to get back to where they I, – I don't yeah. know if they're going to perfectly replicate 2021, but getting to that level, if they can get a top-end striker. I mean, the core that they brought back, I mean, with Jiba and Skiersi and uh, Brito, Lucas Gill, Luis Gill, mm-hmm. like that is a good midfield. And uh, Giovanni Will. It's like the midfield itself is just like a great option. And then you still have Jiba, who really, really impressed me last year in the defense. So mm-hmm. – if they, yeah, I think if they can continue building out that defense, yeah. and I'm sure with Nuhu, you're going to be fine. But if they can get that top level striker, Omaha's yeah. going to really be dangerous. Yeah, I mean that was Omaha's issue last season, like you said. So it you just got to find it. And I mean, I, Omaha's more of a defensive team anyway. They've always have been. So yeah. obviously they're going to focus on defense first and getting those guys locked down, and then. Um, trying to find that guy that just fits into the system at strikers. So, yeah. Seeing the way that Ryan Jiba went from being listed as a midfielder to being flexed in as a defender and adjusting and growing into that role. Um, you know, those first few, few matches I was thinking, I don't know about this guy. And, but as the season went on, man, he got, he got to be a better. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that he did as well as he did. And I'm glad he's coming back. And hopefully he can continue to to grow and develop in that uh, position and and you know be a threat for next season. Yeah, I'm also wondering if Akira Fitzgerald is super pissed that knew who's coming back because he's like, God, I got to compete with Golden Glove and Goalkeeper of the Year again with this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Akira will be, he'll he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> All he has to do is look up the field and be like, I'll just kick the ball to Tuzagi and we'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for like a, an Allison Becker to Mo Salah assist at least once this year out of that team. So, yeah. Well, let's jump right into Richmond while we're talking about them. Sure. Also, not really having the best day. I mean, the big thing was they have their main guy in Trizaghi coming back, and that was announced yeah. before the league went day one. Yeah. So any, and I mean, they lost Stephen Payne to Ford Madison, but it. Bolanio's also yep. pretty much saying he's going to try and move up. It kind of felt like Richmond didn't really, and then they sold Ethan Bryant for a good transfer to Sporting Kansas City too. So it kind of felt like. Richmond also kind of took a little bit of a ding, um, like Chattanooga in terms of losing some really talented players. But it helps when you can bring back the three-time Golden Boot and MVP winner, raises your floor, so they will still yeah. be a playoff team, or mm-hmm. likely a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely they brought an easy in, bet. Uh, yep. They brought in a new player. I think it was announced yesterday. Another. An- Another a, a Brazilian, and he's coming from League Two. Yeah, it's, it's Jago Miera. I think is who you're talking about. He's he came from he comes from um, North Carolina Fusion U23 uh, in USL two, uh, and apparently is as I, I know nothing about him, but but from what I've seen, it sounds like that's a pretty good pretty good pickup. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't speak on it, and I haven't seen any film or anything like that, so. I don't know, but some of the some of the hype around it, especially, was kind of pointing in the direction, like you said, Rob, that it's going to be a good mm-hmm. hire. So, is he going to be there, like a, a number six, or is he going to be like a number ten for them? I was trying to I read don't... some of the descriptions about him. Yeah, I'm not sure, just because I feel like they still. I don't know if Neil Vignoles was confirmed to come back or not. Because I feel like yeah. if Vignoles is still there, you kind of have to put him more in that six or eight. Well, yeah, I feel like you have to do yeah. that. But mm-hmm. and I don't know. So I'm like, because I was trying to read, I'm trying to read up on him to see where he primarily played, but there wasn't really much indicator if he was more of a of ten. It kind of felt like based on his stats, he was made more of a ten. But yeah, that was my confusion too. But yeah, settling the the uh, issue with uh, Neil Vignoles, uh, like you were saying, Kyle, uh, bringing him back, that'll be a huge indicator of where they plan on having him on the field as well. And who knows, maybe Darren's just going to say, I'll have two tens, and then I'll just have Trizaghi, and maybe I'll just do kind of like that Christmas tree formation. <laughs> if it works, right? <laughs> this is League One. We are the yeah. league full of fucking crazy. So. Yes. It's it's just like that meme, yeah. like shit. That dude's over, like the cube is like shit. That wide receiver's over there. It's gonna be the same thing. Just well, shit. Trezani somewhere. Just get on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> just hurl it. Yep, he'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> More often than not, yeah, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> we can we mention Ethan Bryant too, though, because but even uh, on we'll uh, League One Day One. Yeah. Um. That that he was announced the same day that Eric Leonard was announced as having been transferred to a MLS yep. club, and and Richie and I were kind of going back and forth. It seems like this is the first time that the USL League One club has actually just who had a player on contract transferred to an MLS organization. Does that seem right? 
that you I know we've had a couple of guys who've like been out of contract, gone from League One club. No, no, no and Michael Vang from Madison. I'm sure there's been others who go out of contract from USL League One and then sign with MLS next. Um, but this is the first time we've had guys like just transferred from League I One. I think Micheletto was a transfer. Oh, was he? From, yeah, I think Micheletto was, and then I don't. And maybe he was a out of contract. Oh, okay. There's one guy from Greenville. Because I just laughed that Columbus two basically became the USL League One All Star team. It did, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I know there's a guy from Greenville, but I can't, I cannot remember the name. But there was definitely someone from Greenville. In any case, it's a good, it's a oh, good in, thing for uh, Brian. 2019? Yeah, I think he was there either 2019 or 2020. He was definitely there at least 2020. It's gonna bother me, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> But you were saying about uh, the League One Day One with Richmond, Rich? Yeah, so when they came out and announced theirs, in their, they only included four players. So, I mean, they there were some players that left. looks like they still have a lot of work to do. They're going to bring back their core um, to maintain, you know, that consistency toward 23. Um, so... I don't know, man. There's going to be a lot of news coming out of Richmond's camp and, you know, a lot of excitement ahead for them. Um, but with the players they did bring back, they're they're good players. Uh, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Like I said, Kyle, Fitzgerald is, you know, constantly in the in the Golden Glove discussion, one of the best goalkeepers in this league has seen. You got Trezaghi, who's just a, a menace to everybody. Owen Gordon is, you know, can has some goals in him. Yep. Um, like I said, it's a hand, it's only a handful that they brought it back, but they brought back some pretty um, solid contributors. Yeah. I was gonna say. All right, I'm gonna shift. Noco. Nope. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna mention Noco. That's. Oh my gosh! I just pulled him up on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Noco's interesting. I don't know. They didn't really. They didn't announce that many, but the ones they did announce, like, okay, good, good work. All right. Did yeah. they announce more than – I have three. Did they announce more than that? That are coming no. back? That's it, right? Yeah. Urban Parra, uh, who's, like, the big one, obviously. I don't yeah. – yeah, Cornwall and that's Norman. That's all I saw. Since then. But it's still – like, if you can keep two of your three best players, and, I mean, mm-hmm. Arthur Rodgers is still – who knows? Because he, I'm sure he's getting looks at championship or even back in England. Sure. But if you're able to keep, you know, a really, really good defender after we've seen teams lose good defenders um, in yeah. Cornwall, then you can, if you get a good, if you have one of the better strikers, it's kind of wild that he, if you had to like rank the top three strikers, there might be, there's a possibility Parr's not up there. And that's kind of shocking because he did really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I remember right, you so guys they had... did announce Stefan Lukic. Oh, they did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's all yeah. the departures, and then they and then they have their signings. I didn't know if they had a new one. Yeah, I feel like the departures were more exciting than their there were <laughs> three signs. Well, uh, it was just the eyes. It just looked into your soul. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> and what you guys did with Walking Ninety was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, just like the <laughs> the meme or whatever, yeah. It was just so funny. Yeah. 
But I think the biggest signing that uh, Noko needs to make uh, before the start of the 2023 season is Penaranda, their goalkeeper. They got to bring him back because, I mean, with only four players on your current roster and, you know, you have only only one def- uh on your current roster, you got to bring back a veteran presence on uh, on defense in some way, shape, or form. And if you can get Penaranda in net, that's going to save you a ton. He was a, a, a huge um, lifesaver for them this past season. Yeah, yeah I kind of wonder if they're kind of if they're going to go with a completely different squad just based off of a lot of and I, maybe that's just after their first season now that they have a better idea of what the talent is i could see them being a team that just brings in a brand almost a brand new team mm-hmm. to make sure that they're at the level that is required yeah. they still were competitive last year but i think they think we could probably do better yeah and i mean it's yeah. When you look at them, it's it's tough um, not really having a home for all of last season and everything like that. That that plays a big a big part in maybe some of their struggles. But uh, I don't know. They're they're just such a weird team. They're really hard to place. Like I don't know exactly how they're going to do week to week. You don't know anything about them. You don't know how their players are going to play. Save maybe Urban Parr. You know he's going to do great things. Um, It'll definitely be interesting to see, but they do need to start making some signings sooner rather than later because it's the same problem with like Rich or uh, Chattanooga. Excuse me, you don't, you can't come into this league late to the game and expect to be playing at top level or to um, be able to just. I don't want to say half-ass your way in, but that's kind of the best way to put it. You can't half-ass your way into the league and expect to make the playoffs, especially after last season. And do we no, even know if there's – is their stadium done? I thought I had seen like, – I think they, they intended playing it next season. Because I – yeah. Oh, I really? Where, I just haven't seen any pictures. I've not seen any indicator mm-hmm. that there is <laughs> yeah. a soccer field. It seems like the baseball aspect is done. Yeah, I think that their plan was to play there this year, but who knows if it's actually going to happen or not. Because, like you said, they don't, nothing gets posted. You don't have no idea. Yeah. People have more pictures of Area 51 than they do of this presumed soccer field. <laughs> that's how tight the security is. Yeah, that's got to be it. Keeping it close to the vest. Yeah, I'm like, I'm on their Instagram and I not. I, I see a picture with some soccer pitches, but I doubt that's going to be the stadium. I, mm-hmm. I don't know at this point. Yeah, I have no faith. <laughs> I mean, there's a football yeah. stadium somewhere that'll take yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. All the fans are still going to be bringing in like huge bags of blankets. Like, are, are we staying here? Or are we going to go over there at halftime? Where are we going? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Switching venues at half really mess with the opposing team. Yeah. It, it, that is an effective strategy. <laughs> it would work. That would, that would mess it with is. you more than reversible jerseys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, speaking of reversible jerseys, uh, Brian, when we were talking with um, Evan and oh, what's his name? Will. Will, yeah. Um, how much work did they say that they put into that that reversible jersey? Because oh, I wonder if lot, yeah. Union Omaha wants. Yeah, I wonder if Union Omaha wants to do something similar like that, or if they, or if they're like, uh, nope, Ford Madison did all the work, they did that, they can 
and take that trophy. That's fine. I deal with that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, it's a good question, Rich. I don't really know. Um, I know my yeah. personal opinion on that. I'll save it, but <laughs> we'll see if it happens. Um, <laughs> it's a Jersey choice. Or at least have it so, at least have it so that when somebody scores or something like that, you don't pull your Jersey all the way up. You just pull it a little bit up and all you get is like owl eyes or something like that. Something super cheesy yeah, like that. Yeah. Cause you know, little kids would be running around the stadium like that all the time. Oh yeah. Little kids. I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> we Rich, Rich, you've been to my tailgates before, you know, uh, you know how I get before games. We have fun. Yeah. You guys want to do Fuego next? Sure. Yeah, Fuego. Oh, Fuego. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they yeah. kept Belev, which was good. <laughs> Bjev, they kept him. Yeah. Good. <laughs> DA is, is a good, a good yeah. retention. Mm -hmm. How do you mm -hmm. let Christian Cheney go? That's the Fuego thing. All right, fast 15 seconds, fast forward. <laughs> Yeah, Christian Cheney has been has been Fresno soccer for how long? Like he's yeah. been the guy in Fresno forever, and um, to for him to to, I mean, there, there were issues there. Obviously, yeah. there were I, I, you don't know about the locker room issues or whatever, but you know you had fans staging walkouts and everything, and like that's not the best environment, maybe. And and uh, and I talked with Matt Glazer the. You know, Christian Cheney going to Fort Madison. I talked to the Fort Madison coach, and and he said, I I just feel like maybe he just wanted a different, a new adventure, or something, which is kind of a nice way of saying like he wanted out of there. Yeah. But um, but like I say, they bring in yeah, Bezo, who's yeah. terrific. Yeah. Uh, Dulcey, Da, it's back. Mitchell North, Jordan Chavez. I mean, they they got some good guys coming back. Have they announced anybody new that I missed? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Not that I see in him. No. Yeah, I, yeah, that's another one. Stuff to figure out. It's like the, you know the 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 2022 expansion clubs, North Colorado and and Fuego both are like just really hard to predict who what team is going to show up in any given game. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. So so and also we should note that that's another one where the head coach came in after the roster was already constructed. Yeah, and may want to. Sure, you know, Martin yeah. is the kind of guy that you would. You'd let him build his own roster probably this year, you know. So we'll probably see a lot of turnover yeah. there as they as they announce yeah. more closer to the season. Fans are so used to them adjusting uh, their their level of play every single week. Like, are they going to be good this week? Are they going to be bad this week? Now they're taking it to a whole new level. Like, we're not even going to tell you who our roster is. We're going to do this like WWE <laughs> style. Like, put the whole smoke up and like, or some random player is going to round out to a, like a theme mm -hmm. song. Just like the Royal Rumble stuff. I was yeah. just about to say Royal like, Rumble. Like every <laughs> minute there's a new player coming on the field. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I was relatively unimpressed with Fuego last year, and that was with Cheney, yeah. and now that he's gone, I yeah. – that uh, – Mm -hmm. I, I expect probably another fan uh, walk out at the at the rate they're going. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, twenty five dollars for parking. That'll which do that is to you. ridiculous. Yeah. And you can't tailgate. Yeah, both horrible. 
Yeah, like yeah. $25 to park and tailgate. Okay, it's still not great, but at least if you can tailgate that, fine. Mm-hmm. That's more than NFL stadiums at times, but it's definitely more than a brewer game. But if you have to pay, but if you can't even tailgate, yeah. then what, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Right. How's there public transport? Like, that That would be my question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a bad situation. I hope they get that taken care of. Um yeah, I know. I know the guys that do the podcasts out there, the Fuego Pod, are not happy about it. I don't know if they decided if they were going to re up their season tickets or not, but mm. I know that was a big talk for it. So they got to do something. And I don't think losing one of your best players is doing you any favors in that regard. So I feel like there were three teams at the start of the offseason where teams were going to swarm in to try to take, you know, some of their best players. Obviously, Tucson. Mm-hmm. And then and I felt like Fuego and Chattanooga were the other two because you know that those players that were on the roster were, were sending out their SS signals to all the other <laughs> clubs in the league. Like, see, sign me. Don't leave me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, like after the – would have been like, another one, but, but that was more they were because... like handing out business cards to the coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would have thought Tormenta, but that's just because it's like, hey, look how good we did. Kind of like what happened with Omaha. It's like, hey, look how good we are. Any, mm-hmm. Anyone in the championship want to want to get some more money? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a little <laughs> bit surprising not to see more yeah. more guys from Tormenta going up to championship. But, I mean, you got to go where the money is. I'm sure Tormenta yeah. would love a repeat. Um, it's only going to make things better for them. They got the new stadium and everything, so... Wherever the money is, that's what I would do too. Mm-hmm. So, but Charlotte, you're going to score a lot of goals again. Yep, you, <laughs> you will. Sure yeah. optional. Defense optional. Yep. Oh yeah, you just got to score more goals than the other guy, right? That's that's how you, <laughs> you win. Can, you can you win seven three, we're scoring four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the tiebreaker's not goal differential anyway, so who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As they got into the playoffs last year, that's how they did it. They got one more win. Mm-hmm. There you go. So yeah. who do they have back there? Dimmick, uh, yep. Shalom Duty, Tracer, and Buyu is the big one, obviously. Huge. Uh, Omar Sis, Hector Costa, Corey Bennett, another one that's got some goals in his boots. Um, have they added anybody yet that we know of? I don't think so. Well, I mean, Charlie sure didn't announce a roster until like uh, a week before the season last year. Right. Right. Yeah. And and have we heard anything from Miguel Ibarra? Yeah, they haven't updated. No, uh-uh. He's one of those players that they need to keep. Yeah, I would think so, if they can. Unless he's unless he's getting courted. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is he is he is he at a point in his career where he can bump himself back up to the championship? Do you think? Yeah. With his yeah, recent performances, think... could be. I, yeah. I think it would depend on the team and like how much he would like how much play time. Because I think yeah. could he make a championship squad? Yes. But if he goes to say start. would he get much playing time? San Antonio, right. no. I don't think he would get into San Antonio's team, for right. example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. But no, Charlotte. So has if not you can keep the new signing sense. Yeah. So if you keep um Miguel Ibarra. And put him in there with Omar, Omar, Omar. I'm sorry, Omar Sis, as well as Trezor Mbuyu and Corey Bennett. I mean, those 
four guys right there are going to generate a ton of offense for your team. Yes. Kyle, like you were saying, they're going to score a lot of goals. That's how you do it. Yep. If they can keep their keeper, that would be huge as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, were it yep. not for him, it would have been a lot uglier score-wise for Charlotte. So I, I love the how so many teams are doing open tryouts uh, and they're giving that a try so that they can, you know, try to see if there's local talent, like hidden gems in their area, their team, their players yeah. that are willing to, you know, uh, put out the travel costs to come uh, try out and everything. Um, so hopefully that there are some diamonds in the rough that, that people are able to find and, and bring into the league. Because uh, it's it's really cool. To, it's kind of like the uh, the walk on tradition at you know different universities with their athletic programs. It's it's cool to see. Yeah, yeah uh, Lexington was having open tryouts. I uh, saw so, uh, on Twitter, and um, but I don't know if they've announced any actual signings yet. Have they? No. Yeah, I haven't seen knowledge. anything. Yeah. But one Knox but has from what, uh, uh, Tyler. Yeah, I was going to say Tyler is the. The, the Twitter presence of Lexington still right now um, and is keeping everybody updated. And he was yeah pictures of tryouts, um, but I don't think they've announced any signings yep. yet. Yeah. He was saying that there's some pretty good uh, looking players out there. So hopefully they, they find mm-hmm. some good talent there, but they did announce a coach. We should mention their And yeah. assistant um, coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sam Stockley. And assistant coach. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Sam Stockley's head coach. Really yeah. good hire. I think for them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then uh, he seems to to really role. care about soccer in that area, so he's going to have a good influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that does community outreach is always going to get the heart of the community, and that's really kind of what what League One especially is about. Um, you know, you get it with League Two, um, maybe a little bit more with Championship, but you don't see it with MLS. Um, the no. the hyper community aspect of it, which is why this this league is obviously the best league in in the world so obviously obviously <laughs> aside from the crazy shit that happens every single week <laughs> but, but i that's the that's what makes it the best to me the chaos mm-hmm. it's the chaos yeah we all love the chaos <laughs> uh but the other new guys are one knoxville which i gotta say best new club name i mean I, i'm very down with the adjective Followed by the name of the city, Forward Madison, One Knoxville. I like it. Sporting yeah. Kansas City. Um, yeah. But they uh, they are they keep Peter Swinkles, who was their goalkeeper previously, uh, and they they bring in Ilya Illich, which I think is a huge signing. Apparently, he's going to take on some kind of player coach role, so, sort of what Ryan Coulter did with Madison back in, the, oh, in 2019. Uh, Angelo Kelly Rosales, cool. uh, Frank Ross from Scotland comes over, and our old friend Jake Keegan. Joins one Knox. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> and just bouncing around. Look, good on him for getting another year of cardio. Okay, that's that's what I'll say. That's that. That's about yes. <laughs> exactly. another year of cardio. The other signings, but I think for initial signings, signings for impressed. one Knox. Yeah, it's a good start for them, right? I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited I to have them in the league and. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Knoxville's a great town. Still got to make it out. I got to, I got to yeah. plan a bunch of different road trips this year. There's <laughs> a ton yeah. that got to happen. 
Yep. And here's hoping Nebraska plays Colorado around the same time that Omaha plays Colorado. So I can hit both of them up. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh road trips are you guys planning this season? Oh man, I don't know. I, I, I might get to Knoxville. That's not a that's not a terribly I mean that's a, that's a long drive, but not terrible. Um I know I, for some reason my kids want to get to Richmond. So we might it's we might time. actually like fly out there at some point depending on when uh if if uh if any derby in richmond derby. aligns with spring break or yeah. something maybe we can swing something like that yeah and if uh, you know there's a weekend game omaha would be one that i would do just needs to be on a weekend and <laughs> then yeah richmond is yeah. still i gotta go back to richmond because i didn't get a chance to go the last two years so need to make another trip out there and then i think lexington would be Kind of that third. Yeah, that'd be a really good one. Gonna need gonna need some bourbon. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you have to. I mean, if you're gonna go down there, you have to do it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I w- I need to get up to Madison. I want to do that this year. I'm trying to get up for a match up there. But again, it's one of those. It has to be a weekend, and then mm-hmm. yeah. Have you not been there yet? Or bring them? No, I haven't been there. I haven't been anywhere. I haven't been to any any away matches. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, no. Usually it just doesn't line up for yeah. me. So I was gonna say the only away match I've been to was Richmond and Lansing. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. I mean the the two obvious ones for me are, you know, Madison and uh, Colorado, because those are the two closest drives, obviously. Yeah. So because I, I I don't know. I looked at plane tickets to go out to Greenville and it was like six hundred dollars round trip. I'm like, uh yeah, no, I I mm. Yeah, it was tough because Greenville, one of the games was on a Friday, and then the other one was, I think, Labor Day weekend. I was like, not going to be able to swing either of those. Right. Yeah. Labor Day weekend, maybe, but it's also my wife's birthday around that time. So I was like, yeah, nope, nope, never mind. (laughs) You want to go to Greenville? Yep, you're out. Want to go to Greenville? I go to a soccer game. <laughs> you know, what's, what's funny is my, I actually Fort Madison played at Omaha on my birthday last year. Nice. And um, they're in 2021, rather. And uh, we and and my wife was like, "You really, really, you want to go to where do you want to go for your birthday? Omaha." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, let's go." So we drove down, and that was the game that got stormed out like the game didn't yeah. they played oh, yeah. for like 59 minutes and then there was this massive storm and the yeah. game didn't even freaking count yeah. so. <laughs> i still get snapchat reminders of-, of the downpour that came from that match because we're standing there waiting for it to resume and then you just see like huge puddles on the ground and you're just like yeah. this game's not happening <laughs> it was so bad. it was a fun trip anyway omaha was a very nice city to visit oh, that's good yeah, so I guess we just got one team left to uh, to talk about, and it is the uh, the team that made a bunch of splash <laughs> signings. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm glad we had a good day. Last. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had a, we had a pretty good day in Madison. Yeah, on uh, on League One Day One. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you could have told me that it was just the returning players, and that was it. I would have been. Perfectly, I would have been happy with well, that if we it was should, just returning. <laughs> yeah, we should say that Matt told us before this game that Matt Glazer, the head coach, told us that um, you know when he came in, there were already six or seven guys that were signed, so he inherited some, and then he had to kind of put a roster together quickly. Um, at the end of the season, he 
kind of indicated that he wasn't real happy with his roster, that, that, that he needed more guys that aligned with the vision, whichever the hell that means, you know, go to say that stuff all the time. Um, but then he told us like they, they was bringing back four or five guys and that was it. Um, so we knew there's going to be a lot of turnover. So you, and, but so then he announced three of those four or five, we don't know who the other one or two will be yet, but Derek Ebhard, Mitch Osmond, Izzy and Bartman, obviously guys that the four Madison fans really appreciate bringing back. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, Huge, uh, and then at that when on signing day, we thought Eric Glender was coming back too because we thought he was on a multi year contract. Then we found out he's been transferred to Chicago Fire 2, where or to the Chicago Fire organization, right? And the league didn't let him call it a transfer for some reason, so it's a deal, but it, it, it's a transfer, it's a transfer, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it sounds like he'll be playing a, a another reporter here in Madison got a statement from the Fire 2 head coach, so it sounds like Eric will be playing for forwards. Uh, fire two in MLS next and and as kind of like a and he's 27 he's still got plenty of time left to play uh, but he's also got some experience in, uh, and and will help some of the younger guys coming up from the fire academy into the MLS next pro and kind of being a mentor and a, you know he may end up captaining that side you know as a as that sort of experienced veteran presence on that team which I think is a great role for him um, but we also know that Mateus Cassini is not coming back which no surprises no one um but then we, but then we signed the names we get that are the new guys, Timmy Mail, Stephen Payne, Jacob Kroll, and and holy shit, Christian Cheney. Yeah. Um, with the caveat, <laughs> you have, I'm a Madison fan, so I want to take this with a grain of salt that that a great striker who can score a bunch of goals will not necessarily score a bunch of goals for Madison. <laughs> Mason, we had Mason Toy in the 2019 who could not do anything. <laughs> And then he goes back to Minnesota, <sighs> and he, he scores like starts scoring like crazy because they didn't have any. We didn't have anybody to serve him. So, I don't know. I, I'm 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 cautiously optimistic at these signings. I love the build of the back line. I love Tony Mail. I love Stephen Payne. I love Jacob Kroll. and I love all the guys they brought back. I'm very very excited about everything. But, um, you know, we still got some work to do. I'm just happy that this seems to be an indication that there's going to be no more three in the back. Oh, you think so? <laughs> I mean, so far, it's looking at problems. Like, you have a left back, you have two center backs, and you have a right back. Fair. You can just run with yep. that. And it kind of sounds, and I mean, yeah. we, I'm going to say, I talked to Coach Glazer yesterday um, mm-hmm. uh, for New Dog Mazine, and he kind of indicated that it's going to be a little bit more flexible. He didn't necessarily say that was going to be the end of the three in the back, but I think this at least gives him more of a chance because he said that he just didn't have a left back last year. Which is right. why he never right, right. did yep. a yep. normal back four. Yeah. So uh, and he he did he did say he said that to me too, uh, that that he felt like the personnel that they had they were kind of handcuffed to a system, and and I, it sounded like that was some of the complaint that some players had too that they felt like they weren't didn't have an opportunity to express themselves, um, and uh, you know I w- what I want to know is. Well, and, and this this approach is different, right? In the Dale Shore era and the Craig Carl Craig era, it was it was some veteran guys, but it was a lot of guys on their first contract, a lot of guys coming up on their way up to somewhere else, right? Um, and then Matt Glazer's first year, it was a bunch of championship guys, older guys like Christian Dean, Andrew Wheeler, Almanu, um, Cassini, even yeah, who Mitch. Had, had Mitch Osmond, sure, who had the higher level experience and were kind kind of coming down to League One now. Uh, everybody, all seven guys that have been announced so far are League One guys, like who know this league, who know, play at this level. And we were able to bring these guys who have been winning to a team that hasn't been winning. 
which is pretty remarkable. I, I mean, I, we know that that the Ford Madison front office said, you know, whatever the player budget was last year, we're increasing it by twenty percent. So there's that. But also, you know, we we have a nice we have a stadium that is just our stadium. We yep. have fans that go bonkers and yell and scream and everything. So, um, you know, I, yep. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, no, they definitely went with a profile. <clears throat> like the profile is definitely. 25 to 29 and has played in USL league one. Like that was kind of the nice mixture. And I wonder as how many more that is going to fit the mold of that. Maybe do they go younger or do they go with some more experienced leaders that maybe have been used to winning? That'll be the interesting part on that. And also who's going to come back in the midfield if someone comes back or who they bring in for the midfield. Cause that's the only area they didn't have a signing. So Right. Will that be Andrew Wheeler Omenu? I hope so, but I'm not sure. I thought it was going to be Eric Leonard, and then he's probably going to. I'm sure he'll actually get some play time with the Fire. It's not like the Fire have that much depth, so right. who knows <laughs> <Right>. there? <laughs> but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see like what Glazer does with the midfield, um, just because that's now the big unknown. And the the goalkeeper too is a big. Oh, yeah. Question mark for Madison. Fabrino, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get loaned yeah. to Tampa Bay and then does great in the playoffs. He like signs his own paycheck for whatever he wants to go. And then Rosarena was on loan, so he'll go back to Tampa Bay, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have we'll either have Parker Smith yep. in there uh, or uh, you know somebody else. We'll yep. yeah. Probably somebody we've never heard of. That'll be great. Yeah, I would. Yep. I mean, I the big a big thing. I would have thought that they would have tried to hold on to, or maybe extend a loan for Rosarena, or try to get something else done. Um, just because, and of, they might, and they might still. I mean, that's yeah. something they could be working on. Because of what the, I mean, with what he could do and his ability to play out of the back, it. I mean, you kind of saw um, a few flashes of it with Madison. They could play out of the back finally, and yeah, I mean, granted, the second half of the season didn't go quite as well as you would have wanted it to, but or after he came in. His first couple of games when he came in, I mean, the dude was standing on his head, saving everything that came near him yeah. and being able to play out of the back. So um, that if they're not already looking into it, they need to. Um, they obviously have a little bit of money to throw around. So um, if they could do that and then maybe shore up some of the midfield stuff, like you said, Kyle, I, they're going to be a team to reckon with, especially with all these new signings. And it's good that Glazer at least got yeah. that spine of the team early. I think that was mm-hmm. also something that kind of realizing now, like maybe the spine that he had going in wasn't the spine that he had. part of it could be. It's not not that he didn't want it, but you know it was kind of like, well, you have these guys; they're already here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't necessarily fit his system, I think I think Glazer is a really good manager or coach, whatever we want to call him. Um, that can get stuff done. It just, it has to be done. He seems like a guy it's okay. I need it done this way. And this is how it's going to be done. Yeah. He has a vision. He knows exactly how he wants to play and that's how it's going to happen. And that's how he's going to have success. Yeah. Even if you guys bring in a mediocre goalkeeper, you can know full well that he's not as many shots as his predecessors because he has such a quality for them. Yeah, that is that is the hope that whoever the keeper is doesn't have so, to face that many shots. Yeah, so goalkeeper obviously uh, a concern. Kyle, you mentioned that their midfield um, is a concern. Rob, I think you echoed his sentiment there. 
you hang me as your nine. I'm kind of interested to see who they would bring to match Cheney up top. Um, I think that'll that'll be an interesting pairing on who they decide to bring in. Yeah, I, I mean, Nazim Bartman can play alongside him. I think, uh, but you're right. I think to, to who's going to be the next? Who's going to replace Matthias Cassini, Jeremiah Strang, um, those guys that that were kind of our yeah. um, main scoring threats? Who, I mean, Ch- Cheney's not going to do it by himself. Yeah, I'm sure they'll rely yeah. on Bartman to do that, and then maybe yeah. bring in one more player, just maybe like a different type of player than Cheney and Bartman, where it's kind of like maybe it's going to be someone that could go out wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost yeah. more of a facilitator kind of guy. Yeah, than, than a goal, pure goal scorer. And another question, I think that's a valid point for. Even though they don't play on the huge presence within the club, how is the front office going to top the antics that they've been pulling off the past few years? Like, they are doing some amazing stuff, and I can't imagine they'll find their, a way. Their imagination is just wild. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we talked about how the um, all the teams did their announcements differently, and Madison um, did theirs by what they asked each new player or each player that they're announcing on signing day, what's your favorite song, basically, or what's your hype up song before a game, and they they that's how they dropped it. They put here's this guy's favorite song. Can you guess who this guy is? And then they announced each one like ten minutes later on Twitter, which is very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Evan and those guys do great, but they also yeah. brought in a new VP um, from the St. Paul Saints. So a baseball guy who's yeah. been working yeah. in baseball, who, but played soccer in college and stuff. Um, who is his name? Is Zane. God, what's his last name? Do you remember? I don't remember. His last I name. do okay. not remember. I, but yeah, he was anyway. at the St. Paul Saints, and yep. St. Paul Saints growth in the last four, <laughs> five-ish years, like they were in. Like like some independent league, and then they get into the Twins minor league system. Like their growth has, and they got a brand new stadium. So, and he was there for pretty much all that. So, yeah, he seems to know what he's doing in terms of being able to generate business and everything around the business side of things, because that's what his primary role is. Not necessarily going to be bringing in players or anything. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's mostly on the revenue side, the business side. But also, we should note that there are some Ford Madison fans who are a little worried that the front office are going to be distracted by Milwaukee Pro Soccer. Because it was also announced that the, the yeah. same ownership group oh. is going to be is doing the Milwaukee USL Championship team, which is going to start playing in 2025. So mm-hmm. they've got a lot of work to do. They've got to build a stadium. they got to do all that stuff. Um, and you know, over the next couple of years. And there are some, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be able to manage it. Um, but there are some Fort Madison folks who are a little bit concerned that they might be distracted. So that's yeah. why they're getting all the work they can done now to sign all these big name players. So they can be <laughs> right. distracted down the line working on that stuff. Right. right. And then we could bring these big name players and then move them to Milwaukee in a couple of years. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a pipe. <laughs> See, and I was going to say too, I mean, bringing in, um, bringing in somebody that's worked on um, like double A, triple A, single A um, baseball. Obviously those are, I mean, you guys don't need any help getting people in the gate, but traditionally speaking, those guys are good at doing that. The marketing aspect of it, getting people in the gate and getting money um, for bigger transfers and stuff like that. So, I think you guys will probably end up seeing the dividends of that sooner rather than later, especially bringing them in so early. So 
Um, I know I had talked to a few people about that that were wondering why they would bring in a baseball person for for soccer relation stuff. But I mean, it makes sense if you're trying, especially if you're trying to get you know grow revenue and stuff like that. I mean, it's unmatched with lower league baseball. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, people are showing up to Ford Madison games when they weren't doing well. Yeah, I mean, you guys have no problem at all getting four thousand plus to yeah. damn near every yeah. match. So, yep. And the fans are fun too. Like when I've gone to Ford Madison games in the past, the fan like they engage with you, like they they banter and all that kind of stuff. It never gets to a serious level where things are taken personally or anything like that. It's always a fun <laughs> time. So I, I I like going to Ford Madison games. I feel like the in-person always goes a lot better than on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like most things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it? The, uh, the meme I will the say, dogs fighting uh, in front when, of a gate. And mm-hmm. just like in, in on Twitter, they're barking yeah. at each other. Yeah, and then as exactly. soon as the gate opens, it's like in real life, nothing. Well, it's just that Midwestern nice kind of hospitality too. Yeah, I mean, right. see it on both sides really. Yeah. I will say when uh, Union Omaha was playing Minnesota United in the U.S. Open Cup, uh, the so you know how flock during corner kicks and all that kind of stuff they make the the bird noises. So when we were in Minnesota, the fans were their fans were making that same noise, and their <laughs> media director was behind me, uh, and she was saying. Did Union Omaha fans really just make that bird noise? And I turned around, I was like, uh, "No, that is not Union Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> not our fault." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> every yeah. single time I've gone to a Ford Madison game, when I'm walking back to the car, I'll even hear Ford Madison fans making that noise to me from like across the street or across the parking garage <laughs> or something like that. Even driving by me when I'm walking on the sidewalk, they'll make that noise. That was which, which, one of the which, best by the way, and worst things I've ever came up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Kyle, you're the one to blame for it. I am partially to blame. Oh yes. man, this is what happened. I actually in, <laughs> at some point I don't remember when it was. Maybe it might have been their first. Maybe it was last year or, the, or a couple of years ago. I actually put it on Twitter. Okay, guys, this is what a flamingo actually sounds like, and everybody was like, "No, we're doing <laughs> this." <laughs> <laughs> I, I will leave if, if, if anything that is my lasting impact for Ford Madison. Yeah, say, I think I complain about that on Twitter at least once a year. At least it is very annoying. Like I will fully admit, like it's annoying, and that's the purpose of it. Which is perfect. I mean, you nailed it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and it's nice because even like the megaphone, like even it can make that same sound if you switch it nice. to the alarm. That's cool. Uh. I didn't know I was in, in the in the presence of greatness here. The man who came up with that idea. I, I both. You're welcome, and I am sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, one those, it's one of those weird things in League One that just it's so League One. It fits the league to a T. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we hit on every single club in the league, uh, we've talked about away trips are you guys involved in any uh scarf swaps with any other clubs or any like that i have not more because i gotta go through i still gotta go through scarves to see like which ones am i willing to part with (laughs) 
that's always tough because every scarf every four master scarf i have there's some sentiment behind it and it's like okay well i can't get rid of this one it's like this is the juneteenth one that we designed and like this one has my kid's name on it so i'm not giving there's always one where i'm like yeah but i can't get rid of that one i should do it because i have plenty to do it and i could always like i do enjoy like i have a scarf display right like downstairs like by my tvs but i'm a hoarder that's really what it comes down to no i feel the exact same way like i look at them i wanted to do the one on the usl one discord and i'm like yeah but i can't i got like all my season ticket holder scarves those are not going anywhere like Mm -hmm. i will keep those no matter what those are always going to be there i'm like yeah but this one has the championship title on it and then this one this one's my Oktoberfest one. It's like I, you, it's exactly what you said. You can't get rid of uh, any of them because you're yeah. like, well, no, I remember this match and I don't want to get rid of it. So I, I probably should just buy two of them next time I'm there, and then maybe next year I'll be in the scarf swap. Yeah. Or yeah, I might do that with like yeah, I a signed supporter up group scarf. Maybe like the... buy multiple. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I signed up for the the scarf swap on the uh, USL Discord, and. Uh, I'm supposed to sit here pretty soon to send it to. And I'm having that same issue. Like, I, you know, this one, I, I like that one. I have this one over here. I like that one too. I have this one. I have this one. You know, I just, yeah. Kyle, I, I feel your pain. I'm going to, I'm going to have a, a difficult uh, decision here pretty soon. I feel like I just got to find, like, maybe if I find one of the main ones that I can also get at the store, I'll just like run over by it real yeah. quick and send it. No specialty ones, just the yeah. just the generic yeah. pink and blue. And I'm sure there, I'm sure I have one of those already somewhere. Yeah, but it's probably like your first one, so you can't. Oh get yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, there, no, that one is definitely hanging up. That one, the first <laughs> one is definitely hanging up. Kyle, do you still have a Madison Pro Soccer scarf? Yes, I do. I still have one of those. I like still, the, the, I, I the do pre, have that. the pre name scarf from the first day that they announced the club. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's just and it's funny because like the Man. colors are completely different. It's like a, it's like blue and red. Yeah, and it's just Madison Pro Soccer. That's cool. You know, yeah, I still have that one. That one's not hanging up, but I do still have that. I've I've tried rotating uh, scarves as much as possible. <laughs> Good. All right, who you guys got in the World Cup final? <sighs> Oof. I think it's got to be Messi. It's got to be Argentina. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with Messi as well. Messi and Argentina, the, with, especially with, with Messi's magic as of late. I mean, some of the stuff he was doing in the last match. Jeez, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy that, that he's still at that level. Well, like, it, you know, when, when, yeah, this is wild. I was gonna say it's just crazy that he can. I know the commentators were talking about it, but he'll he'll walk like seventy percent of the match, but then the times that he does like it clicks and perfect. How do you compete with that? He just is too smart. He knows the game too well. Yeah. I'm leaning towards Argentina just because it feels like this is messy. It's like fate. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. With Morocco out, like the storyline is Argentina. I I think it'll be, it'll be close. It'll be two, one or something, you know, I think France have the better team. But sure, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I feel like it's too hard to pick again with how well he's playing. Even like with 
Julian Alvarez playing as well as he is too. Right. To like support Messi. It's like, I, yeah, I can't pick against that. Even if France has a better team, Argentina still has yeah. the best player. Well, I mean, if you like just look, some of the, all the breaks have been going Argentina's way too. I was, I was just saying the luck is with them right now. Yeah. I mean, right. with, with that run that they had in the last yeah. match, the dude ran what? the entire length of the pitch and somehow the ball still landed at his feet after bouncing around. Croatia defender puts in a good enough tackle, gets the ball, but it just, I said it was like FIFA. It's like playing FIFA. It's like you can put in a great tackle and the opposing player will still get it. Yeah. It's one of those controller (laughs) controller across the room. Yep. (laughs) And that's why I don't play FIFA. Exactly. (laughs) So before, (laughs) Before the uh, tournament started, I had France as my winner. Um, and Rob, as much as you're saying, how is Messi doing it at his age? I'm saying the same thing about Kylian Mbappe because he already won a World Cup when he was 18. And he's yeah. in the final again when he's 22. Come and on, playing, get out of here. Guys playing are playing better the whole than he did three getting in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah. I mean... He, as strikers go, he's probably the best in the world right now. Uh, and as Scott was saying, like France, top to bottom, has a better team. Yep. But I just feel like it's it, things are going Argentina's way and, and Messi's way right now. Yep. But I do. I will also say, yeah. it's you feel like this is the right final, right? As much as you wanted to see Morocco, as much as you wanted to see Croatia, these are the best two teams in the fields, are they not? I think they have to be. Yeah. I had France yeah, and Brazil. Sure. Uh, before the tournament started, I had England and Brazil. Yeah, oh, England nice. would have been. God, I mean, as much as as much as I love to hate on Harry Kane, I I, I don't understand how you sky the second penalty <sighs> so badly. Yeah, I laughed at that in a way that was very impolite. Yeah, yeah. I felt good about England Brazil being the final. I felt confident in it. Yeah. I also thought Japan would make the semifinal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there's going to be one oh, team hey, and it ended up being Morocco. I was yeah. like, there's going to be one team that makes a ridiculous yeah. run mm-hmm. that no one's going to see. Yeah. I had, I had USA and Mexico in the final. I'll be honest. Nah, I'm kidding. I didn't. <laughs> hey, all right. That'd have been awesome. That be, <laughs> oh God, that would have been a mess. <laughs> I I definitely would have made the drive down to Kansas and city. Gio still would have been on the bench. <laughs> well, of course you would be on the bench. <laughs> After all that, yeah, he, no, <laughs> I'm not talking. I said I'm done talking about it. I'm not giving any more. That hamstring. Yeah. Everyone Ever just man. wants to be messy individuals. <laughs> yeah. Well, from what I'm hearing, we're not going to have another another couple years of Burhalter. So I don't, I think maybe we'll see uh, yeah. Geo in sure a little right. bit more. Yeah. I don't know who the U.S. Yeah. are going to put in at. Their as their head coach, I I have a wish list. It's not going to happen. Like it would be cool to see Luis Enrique. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it'd be cool to see Jesse Marsh. That's not going to happen either. Right. I take Pep or Jurgen Klopp. That'd be fine. They keep naming these, these coaches who, yeah, they keep naming off these coaches who require such delicate like systems that it was it's more appropriate for like a, a club scene rather than a national sure. team scene. Sure. So. I, the names that they're throwing out, I'm just like that. That he's not going to work out. Well, and then the other names that get thrown, like a Roberto Martinez. It's like, well, that's not, that's not that inspiring, right? 
Just go back to Bruce Arena. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I've been riding the Burhalter train out train for the entire time he's been there, damn near. So just interview more than one guy. That's all I ask. Just do that. Yeah. And then find the best yeah. candidate. Not don't a family just member. Name a guy. Yeah. Don't name a guy because he's your brother. That's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I was never like big Burhalter. I was kind of in the he did what he needed to, great, but he's not the coach that the US needs moving forward. Yeah. He was the right fair. I think he was a good enough choice for where they were and where they need what needed to go, which mm-hmm. was just get back to the World Cup and be competitive. And they did that. But now it's like, okay, if you want to make that next step, you're gonna need someone better. Well, there's and enough you- money. I mean, it, yeah. they can hire an elite coach. They just have to find the right guy that wants to come. Yeah, I say this, and you're going to end up with, like, Antonio Conte. I'm just going to bang my head <laughs> <on> the table. <laughs> God, that'd be miserable. Just to piss off Greenville fans, I'm going to throw out John Harks. You know what? Yeah, no, they can go ahead and hire John Harks. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, sure. Natural progression. <laughs> well, absolutely. Or hire Jim Curtin. They still haven't announced that John he's signed a new deal. Greenville hasn't. We did, I don't. Did we even talk about Greenville? Did, did, we kind of mentioned that they didn't really announce anything. They don't have anything. They didn't they do anything. They didn't announce anything. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's address Greenville. There's no news out of their camp. All right, cool. We're good. They are. They haven't announced who's coming back. They uh, Christensen was the only one to himself announce he was retiring. I don't know what they're doing. The only well, major signing they've made is Geo. Yeah. Lucanius, account rep extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think we all know what it's going to be. Greenville is going to be Greenville. They're going to hold on to 98% of their players. <laughs> and they're going to field the same team playing the same exact game. And Harks is coming back, right? Like if he was, if Harks was going anywhere, that would have been announced by now, right? I mean, you'd think so. I mean, yeah, if he was going anywhere like USL, it would have been announced by now. Yeah, I don't think sure, sure, sure. I don't think he's going to move up just to championship. If he's going to move, it's going to be MLS or abroad. I don't think he's going to. I think you're right. Because I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Greenville is paying him handsomely for his services. So somebody have to throw him a damn good offer, and I don't think championship's going to throw him that good of an offer. That club is going to have an assisted living complex in Greenville for. <laughs> exclusively devoted to all their former players. And so you're going to have these guys like, oh, I played from 2019 to 2021. That's cool. Good for you. It's pretty much, it's going to be their whole back line just like standing there. It's like, you guys have been playing there for eight years. How You need to retire. <laughs> it's going to be the same back four, probably. And, probably. Well, and, and, and you know, Jake Keegan's going to be their striker again. So we'll come back four. Yep. Yeah. It's been one yeah. year in Knoxville. I'm back to Greenville. I don't know. In any well, guys, case, I really I'm appreciate you guys joining the pod. Yeah. You know, it's going to be yeah, a great thing. That's fun. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. All right, Kyle, Rob, thank you so much for joining the show. We would love to have you guys back again. Um, you know, thank you Anytime, for breaking man. down the league. We're excited to, to have another exciting league of League One action and all that kind of stuff. So. You guys are doing great stuff over at Walking 90 and over at Talking Flocks. So thank you. Continue thank doing you. your awesome work, and we look forward to to collaborating again in the future. 
Hey, you know what? Two. It's going to be like two months. It's going to be we're going to be having preseason friendlies. Like this, before we know it, we're going to be exactly. talking talk every week again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we yep. can get a schedule in the next exactly. couple of weeks, and yeah, that'll be nice. But no, and I appreciate everything that you two have been doing as well. So keep up the good work. Love it. Yep. Keep it up, guys. Good Thank work. you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of League One on the Rocks. Uh, we'll be back with another episode soon, so stay tuned, and we'll keep you guys up to date on everything that's happening in the league. Thanks, guys.